you remember the last time you walked through a forest or a field? As we move through our lives, we rarely look down to acknowledge the ground we are walking or standing on. You probably know the feeling of dirt sticking to your feet or shoes after walking in the woods, through a field or on other loose terrain. Well, this dirt is the very foundation of our lives on Earth. Let me tell you why. Without healthy and productive soils, nothing can grow. This makes them the foundation of our global food production. Of the 18 nutrients that are essential for plant growth, 15 are provided by soil. And around 95% of our food originates from soils. Unfortunately, between 2015 and 2019, the world has been losing at least 100 million hectares of healthy and productive land every year. For reasons like, for example, agricultural overuse, deforestation, sealing or climate change. This is roughly the size of Egypt. This loss is touching the lives of an estimated 1.3 billion people who are directly affected by land degradation. So, what does this mean for our agricultural and food systems? It's time to dig deeper into why soil is so important for our life on Earth. This is Food for Transformation. My name is Katie Gallus. I am a journalist, a moderator and expert on development policy and happy to be your host. In this month's episode, we are asking, how does the quality of soil affect global food production? How can we keep them healthy and nutritious? And how can we prevent further losses? To get into that topic, we spoke with Natalia Rodriguez-Ogenio, soil scientist at FIO, who presents a hard-hitting stock take. One-third of the world's soils are degraded to some extent due to erosion, loss of organic carbon and biodiversity, pollution, salinization, acidification, compaction, and nutrient imbalance, among other causes. The way we manage soil and land is key for the transition towards sustainable agricultural and food systems, because soils are literally the foundation of these systems. They are essential for food security, disaster risk management, climate change mitigation and adaptation, and for the conservation of biodiversity. You may remember from episode 2, where we already took a brief look at the importance of soils in sustaining our ecological systems. Soils are a gigantic lever when it comes to climate change mitigation. Did you know that? Soils are the second largest carbon storage on Earth. Only our oceans store more carbon dioxide than soil. They also host about a quarter of the world's biodiversity. Additionally, humus-rich soils have a better capacity to infiltrate and store water, deliver it to plants, and are therefore more resistant to drought and heavy rainfall events. These are only a few reasons why we should take good care of them. Unsustainable soil management and the misuse and overuse of fertilizers can lead to increased greenhouse gas emissions that contribute to accelerated climate change. Some management practices lead to the rapid mineralization of soil organic matter, releasing the carbon stored in soil, in some cases even after centuries. And this is returned to the atmosphere as CO2, as, as carbon dioxide. Therefore, restoring and protecting soils can store around 3.4 to 5 gigatons of carbon per year, equating to roughly the total yearly carbon emissions of the EU. Due to climate change, droughts and floods are increasing worldwide. 
Therefore, the ability of healthy soils to store water plays an increasingly important role in mitigating more frequent extreme weather events for people and ecosystems. Another challenge is the increasing scarcity of water. Especially in the global south, agriculture is the world's largest consumer of water, accounting for 70% of freshwater withdrawals. At the same time, sustainable agricultural practices offer enormous potential for saving water. Only if there is enough water and healthy soils, the global agricultural and food systems can feed all people. Sustainable land use practices are therefore key to ensuring sufficient water and healthy soils in the long term, and thus the sustainability of agricultural and food systems. Water and rural development are inextricably linked. Their interplay ensures healthy food for all. Fertile land makes us more resilient to multiple crises and helps secure our global food production. This shouldn't be underestimated. Natalia Rodriguez-Ogenio explains. Together with poor diets, nutrient-deficient soils contribute to micronutrient deficiencies in crops, which in turn endanger human health. When people consume crops grown grown in nutrient-poor soils, they are at higher risk of developing micronutrient deficiencies, or what is it called, hidden hunger, that currently affects around 2 billion people, which represents more or less over 30% of the world population. This is a serious public health consequence. So, if you think about hunger, you shouldn't just keep 800 million people in mind that don't have enough to eat, but also the 2 billion people that are not sufficiently provided with micronutrients. These numbers tell us that at the moment our current food systems are incapable in delivering food and nutritional security for everybody. And this is very alarming. Recent shocks, such as the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine, have highlighted that our food systems are not resilient enough. Therefore, we need to invest to strengthen our agricultural and food systems. To do so, we can start with the soils. Healthy soils and sustainable soil management are the four essential links in food security and should be considered in holistic programs to achieve zero hunger and climate change mitigation. This boils it down to the overarching question, how do we manage our land sustainably? Sustainable land management, short SLM, is the umbrella term for a variety of approaches and practices such as soil erosion control, integrated soil fertility management, water management, agroforestry and integrated pasture management. We know that we need to protect 30% (laughs) of some land, of a lot of terrestrial ecosystems by 2030. And we also need to restore because we have degraded a lot of these ecosystems and transforming a lot of this land. This is Andrea Mesa, the Deputy Executive Secretary of the UNCCD, the UN Convention to Combat Desertification, which deals with the management, the conservation and restoration of land, as well as with drought issues. This is also at the heart of achieving land degradation neutrality, short LDN, which is one of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. While the world is currently not on track in achieving this goal, Andrea Mesa is hopeful for the future. We will be able to achieve it if we stop right now degrading new land and restoring at least 1 billion hectares. We have the technology, we have the knowledge. We have the resources, right? It's about bringing the political commitment to this. And I've been hearing this phrase, which I love. 
radical collaboration. It's the time for radical collaboration. To make this radical collaboration work, numerous decision makers have to work together. One of them is Delvende Innocent Kiba, senior soil scientist and former minister of agriculture of Burkina Faso. Today, he is president of the Soil Science Society. As a decision maker, I understood the need for a synergy between agriculture, livestock, water, environment sectors. And I also understood the need for a national platform on soil management. This is to facilitate a synergy between all the stakeholders, you know, to have an effective action and, and decision making. In Burkina Faso, around 30% of GDP comes from agriculture and 80% of the population lives from agricultural activities. Smallholder farmers, especially in the Global South, are particularly affected by the negative consequences of soil degradation, as soil is their main productive asset and the soil's productivity has a direct impact on their income and food security. The adoption of good soil management practices by smallholder farmers is a necessity. To achieve this, we need, for instance, a continuous capacity building of extension services. We need good farmers' organizations, and we need a transdisciplinary research and multi-stakeholder innovation platform on soils. Therefore, it pays off to invest in soil health. Not only does it positively impact the well-being of the local economy by improving farmers' incomes and at a national level by reducing costs for the imports of some agricultural products, it also addresses broader global issues, such as food security and environmental sustainability. Investing in soil health will help to improve their productivity and move to our food and nutrition security. In concrete terms, this means improving soil water retention capacity and nutrient contents, maintaining good biodiversity, improving carbon sequestrations, since you know that most of these soils have less than 1% of organic matter content. By pointing out to the low content of organic matter in the soil, Delvendi Innocent Kiba is referring to the effects of chemical-based fertilizers. With the increasing industrialization of agriculture, fertilizers became increasingly chemical and harmful to the environment. Over the decades, this development has turned out to be one of the major causes of global biodiversity loss. However, until now, chemical fertilizers are still widely used. In very high concentrations, the fertilizers can't be absorbed by the plants and end up polluting the groundwater. Therefore, excessive fertilizer applications can lead to soil leaching and productivity losses. The dose makes the poison, right? This also applies to fertilizer use. I have realized also that better soil management in countries like Burkina Faso cannot be achieved without increasing access to mineral fertilizer, without implementing you know, a good recycling of organic resources, and also implementing agroecological practices. But sustainable land use practices and better soil management do not only affect the global south, but also the global north. We have a farm that is one hour east of Berlin, and this area is characterized by very, very sandy soils in combination with already low precipitation. So growing agriculture or agricultural products as well as forestry is already incredibly tough. This is Benedikt Bösel, who took over the 3,000-hectare farm from his parents. 
Faced with these difficult soil conditions, he had to think about how to preserve and rehabilitate the soil in his farm. In doing so, he developed innovative solutions. So what we do is we incorporate small tree lines that we plant evenly dispersed over the field. We talk about the term agroforestry because those agroforestry rows then have incredible ecosystem functions that also help with the arable farming in between those agroforestry lines. And additionally, we have the potential to plant fruits, but also nuts or berries. His pioneering approach is to combine several ecosystems. The goal is to bring forestry, agriculture and even animals together as one intact ecosystem that can strengthen the resilience of each part of it. So what we try to do is design an agricultural system where we have multiple harvests in the same year on the same field because these harvests and these different parts of the ecosystem actually have symbiotic relationships with each other. The forest, the, the agroforestry lines help with wind erosion, water erosion, and change the microclimate and grow biodiversity. The cattle, again, close the nutrient cycles and help with growing the soil. So that is really the key. This is just one of many examples for sustainable soil management around the world. It is essential to maintain and increase the nutrient content of soils, plants, animals and people. It is estimated that food production could rise by almost 60% if soils were managed sustainably. Sustainable land management offers a huge untapped potential in all kinds of farming systems around the world. Models indicated that avoiding human-induced soil erosion on 45% of the arable land of Africa would result in a 280 million tons increase in cereal crop production every year. This is more than Africa's entire current cereal grain production. My hope for the future is that people will pay more attention to soil around the world. For Africa in particular, I want, as I said, national and regional platforms on soil management to be set up. Platforms that will serve as decision-making tool for good soil management and for achieving, uh, you know, food and nutritional security for the current generation, but also for future generations. Our resilience is closely linked to our land and soil management practices. In this regard, it's important to recognize that women and girls bear a disproportionate burden. This is especially true for young women living in rural areas. One of their main challenges is to access and assert their rights over land, while having the responsibility over the family. These rights are essential for sustainable living, but discrimination often prevents women from owning or controlling these resources. Recognizing and tackling this injustice is essential for fostering a more equitable and resilient future. Consequently, Kiba calls for policy reforms. So we need to introduce you know, laws on soil health and governance to be able to move to an inclusive incentive-based and gender-sensitive land management systems. So, we've learned that sustainable land management practices lead to increased food security. For example, in Ethiopia. The baseline per capita domestic food crop production at a national level was 348 kilogram in 2016 and declined to 316 kilogram by 2020. If land degradation continues as projected, this figure will further drop to 256 kg by 2030. 
By investing in sustainable land management technologies, the country has the potential to increase agricultural productivity fivefold. Sustainable land management offers multiple benefits for the long-term protection of our soils and ecosystems, as well as sustainable development in general, including food security and poverty reduction, mitigation and adaptation to climate change, and protection of biodiversity. To let people know that land degradation can be effectively tackled and that solutions are possible, each year the World Desertification and Drought Day is celebrated. And this year, on the occasion of the 30th anniversary of the United Nations Convention to Combat Desertification, short UNCCD, Germany as host country of the Secretariat and strategic partner of the UNCCD is hosting the World Day to Combat Desertification and Drought on June 17, 2024 in Bonn. This was the fourth episode of Food for Transformation. We explored the critical role that soil health plays in our food and overall well-being. We discovered innovative approaches such as integrating forestry, agriculture and animals into a single ecosystem. And ultimately, we also found that sustainable soil management not only benefits the environment and human health, but also proves economically rewarding. See you in the next episode, where we delve into the pivotal role of food environments in shaping healthy eating habits. And see you soon.